Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym. And here on the podcast, what I like to do is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality. But as many of you know, um, we ain't going outside right now, so I've been doing a bunch of remote episodes. And specifically, I'm kind of on a little run of featuring the other other lovely podcasters in my podcasting network, the Sonar Network. So that is very much the case today. We have comedian Cody Crane coming in remotely. Hi, Cody. Hey. I'm excited to uh, be one of your sexy guests. Not one of the fun ones, but (laughs) I'm sorry to disappoint everyone there, but definitely the sexy one. <laughs> How are you doing uh, throughout these crazy times, buddy? Oh, I am losing my mind. I know, I know. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? I've been uh, watching so many ghost movies, too, that I'm convinced there's a ghost in the house. <laughs> and I don't know whether to get corona and go outside or be possessed. And it's a huge <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer moment in here right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a real lose-lose situation happening. Yeah. Uh, And I mean, what a great segue, Cody. You must be a podcaster or something, because (laughs) your podcast is called Spooked. Why don't you tell people who haven't heard of Spooked before a little bit about what it's it's about? Yeah, it's the uh, improvised scary story podcast where it's never scary and sometimes a story. Uh, Just (laughs) pure nonsense. (laughs) That is the best tagline, by the way. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when we came up with that, we were like, okay, maybe we have something. (laughs) And how long have you been doing it? Uh, going on five years. Yeah, we got uh, 230 episodes, 226 unique guests on this podcast. Wow. Um, bunch of uh, ghosts chiming in, I guess, every once in a while. <laughs> just catching yeah. them on the mic. But we just yeah. ask about ghosts and then uh, be dumb and have fun. Yeah, improvise a ghost story of some sort, and then uh, we have some good times and laughs. Yeah. Why not? You need a laugh now. Exactly. Yeah. At one point, I was doing like a couple episodes on this podcast that were like very current and talking about, you know, helpful things we can do right now, which, you know, I'm sure we'll still do a bit of that. But mainly I'm feeling with my media that I'm kind of it's oversaturated with all the COVID content, you know, and as much as it is good to, you know, be up to up to date with what's going on and, uh, you know, hearing about the actual risks and stuff like that. I'm like, it's all so important, though, to, like, get away from that for a bit and laugh and be silly and dumb and stupid, right? Totally. But it's so relevant, too, to, like, be talking about, like, things like long-distance relationships, right? Because everyone has experienced them, and now you're experiencing them to an extreme, uh, not yeah. me, of course. Um, still, uh, <laughs> still single and alone. Nothing has changed for Cody. 
So are you quarantining by yourself then or social distancing like by yourself in a space right now? Well, I'm lucky to have uh, three roommates. Uh, so we've nice. all quarantined in the space. And a friendly quarantine. Yeah. So that's the one time where I'm like, oh, yeah, roommates is actually kind of nice. <laughs> Otherwise, they're the worst. Yeah. This is, <laughs> before uh, COVID, I was like, this is terrible. But now... <laughs> We got full board games going on here. Yeah, totally. So on your show, um, are you still trying to do remote episodes while, like I am? Or are you taking a hiatus? What's going on with your pod right now? Uh, we're doing remote episodes and we're also trying to like change up the format with what we have as well. Uh, like we're deciding what the best ghost movie of all time is. We might do a radio show one featuring the music of like our past musical guests as well. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah, so what what's on the short list for being the best ghost movies right now? Um so we have 16 and we got like uh each of us uh there's three of us doing it and we picked five each and then we have a wild card that none of us watched uh before. Uh the Changeling was the wild card. Ooh. And uh yeah, I I put on like The Conjuring and Insidious and uh oculus i did more of like the modern ones and a lot of the past ones uh, got put on by other people but we have some comedy yeah. too ghostbusters and beetlejuice and... Shaun of the dead uh well that's a zombie no oh yeah i guess it's not ghost if we're talking about ghosts what about the movie ghost uh yeah i was really fighting for that one to go on there didn't want to put it on myself uh but wanted someone else to put their pick as that <laughs> Yeah, you didn't want the responsibility of ghosts. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, yeah, I'm probably more. I don't. I don't think I've watched like I watch horror movies like in the past, you know, maybe five years. Like for me, the first thing I think of is like The Shining. I love, right. love The Shining. Yeah, and that's on our list too. Nice, yeah. yay! That I'm so happy to hear that. That that movie is like one that I owned on VHS and like watched. Just I've probably seen that. 50 times easy you know it's up against ghostbusters first round though like that's yeah that's a cult classic that's that insane. is uh, yeah totally i i just watched that um there's like a on netflix i'm sure it's still on there this is a few months back where there's a documentary series called the movies that made us yeah i watched that too did you watch the ghostbusters episode yes yeah that's so cool the home alone yeah. one was really cool too Totally. They like made that whole house in a high school gym. I know. That blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. The whole thing, all the interior shots are in a high school gym. That's insane. <laughs> I I love it. I might do that here now that I have so much free time. I might just build the <laughs> Home Alone set in my house. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> and um, about your pod, thinking back, do you have like a favorite episode or a favorite guest that you had that jumps out at you uh there's been so many uh uh cool ones for us because like our big thing with starting this podcast was uh we just moved to uh toronto um or we met in toronto and we moved from different areas but mm -hmm. uh being like a new comedian moving to a new city i came from vancouver i wanted to get myself into the comedy scene and i thought the best way to do it was to get comedians into my house and record yeah. this podcast with and we were lucky enough to like have some favorite episodes right off the top with like the uh, Mark Little and uh, Kevin Vidal nice. 
and uh, like Templeton Philharmonic, like these were episodes that I still look back on so fondly. Uh, but recently we had uh, Larry Hankin on. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. How does that happen? Well, I mean, this is an insane story how this happened. <laughs> I <laughs> it uh, So basically, the way this went down was I saw this post in one of the podcaster uh, Facebook pages or whatever, where it mm-hmm. was this guy saying that he's a publicist, represents people, and he wants them to be on podcasts. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll bite. Who are like who are these people going to really be though? You yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I I messaged this guy and he was like, "Oh, great. Can I call you tomorrow and go through everything?" And I was like, "Yeah, for sure. Here's my phone number." And then the guy immediately calls me. <laughs> <laughs> and I <laughs> so I answer the phone. <laughs> And he starts going over his name and everything. He's like, I represent people from, like, Star Trek to, like, I don't know. He he went all over. And I, he was like, what's your podcast? So I explained the podcast and everything. And he's like, oh, you like people that do comedy? Well, I have uh, Larry Hankin. And immediately, like, Larry Hankin may not be, like, a household name, but you search him, you know him from every movie. Like, everyone knows this face from, like, Billy Madison, from, like, even Escape from Alcatraz, Friends, Seinfeld. Like, he's been in everything. Yeah, totally. Uh, so he was like, it, it, does that interest you? And I'm like, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and he's like, okay, um, Here's Larry's email. Uh, contact him in the morning. He uh, not before ten though, and I was like, okay, okay, he's sleeping in. That's fair. He's an older guy, you know. Let him Good sleep for in. Him. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, all right. And uh, oh, can you hold on a second? And I was like, okay, yeah, for sure. And he, he leaves, and then comes back on the phone. He's like, Cody, got you on a three way call with Larry here. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> God, that's so crazy. <laughs> like, what's happening right now? <laughs> and he's like, and Larry's like, yeah, tell me about your podcast. So now I'm telling oh Larry about it. And he's like, well, I'm on set right now, but uh, call me in the morning, not before 10. And I'm like, all right, this rule stands. <laughs> checks out. Yeah, this one checks out. Uh, so it was a bunch of back and forth phone calls with Larry. Now I'm not even dealing with the publicist. I'm just calling Larry every day, checking in on him. <laughs> Seeing how he's doing. Yeah, seeing how he's doing. Yo, pod's still on, right? (laughs) And so we finally get the uh, episode going. And it was just amazing. We didn't do any improv in that one. We asked him about ghosts towards the end. But basically, he just went on these uh, tangents about being on set and people being pissed off at him or him being pissed off at other people. (laughs) So... Like, he started with uh, Michael Richards and was like, oh, yeah, like Michael Richards and everything, and then told the story. And the story that he told was his episode from Seinfeld, too, and then said that Michael Richards pissed him off. He hated him. (laughs) And Adam Sandler, uh, Larry David, uh, Clint Eastwood, he hates all of these people. He's just bashing them on air. I love yeah. it. And then finally with the ghost, we ask him uh, if he believes in ghosts. And he's like, as if he, hadn't, he had forgot what this podcast was completely. 
He was like, ghosts? What? No. <laughs> well, poltergeist, maybe. <laughs> I was like, what? Poltergeist. No, but poltergeist. <laughs> and then he goes into a story, this like insane ghost story with everything moving around his house that he's apparently repressed and hadn't been brought up until that moment. That is fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> it was insanity. I loved it. I love how he just didn't like let you do your format like at all. No, he just. <laughs> but I mean that's so true. Like whenever I have a guest, not that I've had any any sort of celebrity, but like just when I have like an expert in some sort of sex sexuality field, like I just let them talk. I let them do everything. Like yeah. I'm barely there. I'm here to just like you know, give people your story to facilitate people hearing your voice, you know? So anytime I have, like, someone really cool like that, I take a huge backseat. So I get how you guys were like, yeah, fucking just talk. Like, this is amazing. Like, just let this guy talk, you know? Just go off. Like, who hears these stories? You gotta, you gotta (sighs) just let him go, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, do you have a, I don't know if you like look at your stats on any like regular basis or anything. Always. Do you have a like, always, <laughs> all constantly. Yeah, never know. Um, <laughs> do you have, have like a most listened to episode, most downloaded episode? Yeah, our, our first one by far. Yeah, which is who? Uh, Mark Little? No, it, our first episode with uh, Jacob Sharp who's a stand-up nice. comedian, still goes around and uh, people might know him from like, uh, like. Uh, Damien, our, my co-host, went to school with uh, Jacob and uh, Curtis Connor, and Curtis like blew up through Vine, and now like YouTube has millions of subscribers or uh, whatnot. And Jacob uh, goes on tour with him and shows up in all of his YouTube videos. Uh, nice, um, nice. So Jacob was our first guest, and we've had him on a few times since. But uh, that episode too, I look back on fondly because I love Jacob and just. The amount of views, I guess people just start with the first one. Yeah, I know. That's it's funny, eh? Like, I, anytime I listen to a new podcast, I sure do not do that. No, like, <laughs> I don't either. I'll start like five episodes back, maybe, but no further. Yeah. <laughs> and like, for me, I'm like, do not listen to anything like under episode 50 is probably just sounding so bad audio-wise. I'm like, please don't. Even under 100, I'm like, just, it's best if you don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I it took a long time to figure out how to make good audio. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I still don't, like, consistently. I know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if the person's a quiet talker, it, then I'm fucked, you know? Yeah, it's true. Uh I do post production, but I'm not a fucking magician, you know. <laughs> mic mic <laughs> techniques hard. It is, yeah, and I find, yeah, that's the thing. If they're not like used to talking on mic, or like if they're not, uh, you know, any sort of speaker, like a public speaker or anything like that, and they're just kind of garbled and yeah. Well, wait until you anyway. get your hands on this episode. I'm yelling from the bathroom right now. <laughs> Yelling from the bathroom. Yeah. You're in the bathroom or the mic's in the bathroom? And where are you if that's I, the case? I'm in the bathroom. No, I placed the mic in the bathroom. It's got the best sound. But I couldn't be bothered to sit in there for that long. Of course not. No, no. one wants to be in a bathroom for that long. No, but it's got it's got good acoustics. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
legit about are you actually in the bathroom no no a bathroom would have terrible acoustics <laughs> sound bouncing everywhere yeah i can't wait for you to hear this <laughs> great i can't too <laughs> um yeah it's funny with um you mentioned mark little was one of your very first episodes man i have i been trying to get him on my pod forever i think he's like nervous about like the subject matter probably right but like le- legitimately i see this guy every week at basketball and like i ask him maybe like once a month you know like i pitch him like a new idea i'm like we don't have to do my format like i just want you on the podcast literally doing anything so like i pitch him new <laughs> i have a new pitch for him like once a month at basketball i like pull him aside but um we're gonna, i think we need to bombard his twitter yeah, just add him. Yeah. Add, 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 add. Yeah. Get him on but here. M- Matt has a... Um, Matt seems to be concerned, or Matt seems to think that Mark will say yes if it's done remote, so this might be my chance yeah. to finally corner Mark Little. <laughs> you could do uh, a March Madness uh, with him of uh, best movie sex scenes. Oh, see, I need an idea, man. That's what Tony. I'm here for. This is the whole episode I- is me pitching. <laughs> I love it. I'm into it. Because <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Matt was like thinking of, because if people don't know, Mark Little is also on our um, podcasting network, yep. the Sonar Network. He does the podcast My Gorgeous Son. So um, basically, he's he's a dad <laughs> character on this, which is very funny. Yep. And um, Matt was like, okay, Let's have him on. He's his dad character, and like I'm his son. Like Matt McCready, my husband is his son, right. and we just talk about sex stuff. <laughs> but he can be in character, so he might feel a little more comfortable doing it that way. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. I I think I could see this happening actually. Have him teach the birds and the bees, you know? Yeah, you know that's funny, right? <laughs> yeah. You're the idea, man. You should know. Yeah, this this is good. I can roll with this. Okay, here's here's a couple <laughs> okay, <good>. pitches. <laughs> Good. Okay, great. <laughs> oh God. Um, but you've been uh you did a uh an M four, a club M four bedpost recently. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah, that was uh <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. What a what did you think of that experience? I've had some interesting thoughts every time I go and do a show there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did the first one that you did there, I believe. Yes, yeah, ha- on Halloween night. Yeah. On actually Halloween. On yes, Halloween night, did. I was wearing a peanut butter jar costume. <laughs> Which, perfect. I, I was obsessed with it. <laughs> Audience, <laughs> well, just picture, uh, it was like three burlesque performances, and then me in a peanut butter jar costume. <laughs> Not taking it off. You were sandwiched, if you will, between burlesque and drag artists. Exactly. <laughs> Put you right in the middle. <laughs> um, it was beautiful, uh, but it, it was it was such a mix of audience, like a few people really enjoying it. Some looking very pissed off that I existed, <laughs> uh, and then I remember it being very dark. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. That's the other thing. Yeah. We, uh, I've done two other shows there since. Yeah. And they keep saying, yeah, we'll like get a spot in there. We'll install a spot or something. Because not only is it dark, there is a huge screen that is on behind you yeah. at, when you're performing. So you're literally like, there's light behind you. So you are in complete silhouette. Like, <laughs> 
it, it makes no sense. It's uh, it's perfect for a guy that has uh, facial expressions as a big point of his comedy. I know, right? Like, or any other performance, like yeah. burlesque. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like you want it. The face is like doing a lot. Like to lose that, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. But actually, something cool that uh, he pitched me um, from M4 was he's going to do a um, virtual or what's it called? Like a like a VR? Yeah, like a vir- like a virtual? No, like a a um, remote burlesque show he wants to do what's that called oh you know how they're doing comedy shows like that right like a live stream yeah yeah but it's shot from like i'll just do it from my house right as a performer okay i have no idea who's putting it together i hope he's not depending on me to figure it out because i think it's gonna be all on you (laughs) (laughs) oh lord (laughs) i hope not because I can apparently barely do audio on a podcast, so <laughs> it's just two people talking to each other. So. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so maybe then we'll move in the conversation into some sex stuff, right. possibly. You were on the pod before as well, Cody. Yes, I've done the podcast before. This isn't my first rodeo. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> and you did it when we were in studio, so you're on the YouTube channel, too. Exactly. You can see my face, too, if you were wondering. you I mean, I did claim to be the sexy one, so... So check, go and check it out for yourselves, everyone. Yeah, you can see that. I think there's also a amazing photo from that Club M4 night uh, that you can see on Instagram of everyone doing burlesque and looking amazing (laughs) and then one schlubby guy in a grease shirt just (laughs) in the middle of it i'll repost that on instagram for the fur people (laughs) i'll I'll put it on the stories or something when i release this episode i think it's my favorite photo that i've ever been in (laughs) this one person just does not fit in at all (laughs) i love it so much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, um, for people who maybe have not heard your episode, because it was pretty way back at this point, I guess. Yeah. Um, or seen the YouTube thing. Why don't you p- tell people kind of your deal sexually, how you identify what's going on with you in that department? Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm Ace. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my deal. Uh, I say Ace instead of asexual because it's cooler. It makes me feel like I'm up with Goose and Maverick. You know, ace. Yeah. Hey, ace. Yeah. You know, doing the planes. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of my deal. I've been in uh, like relationships before. It took me a long time to uh, figure it out. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of my uh, my thing. That's that's what I'm famous for. Yeah, that's what you're known for yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I know when we talked last on the podcast, you were. Still, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're still kind of in that place of trying to like figure it all out and like thinking you might identify as ace or, um, you know, you're kind of on your journey. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I I, I think so. I'm so, uh, when it comes to it and like actually like thinking about something, I just kind of like stop there. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then, <laughs> and then it's gone. Yeah, and then it's gone. It's like, I'll live my yeah. life. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so you literally had not thought about it before the last time I asked you about it. No, maybe like off and on, like just sitting on the couch and being like, oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> and um, as, you know, people who are listening are probably aware, or I don't know, maybe they're not, um, you can be on a spectrum, right? As yeah. far as being asexual goes. So do you want to maybe... Uh, tell us a little bit about where you are on the spectrum, like some more specifics about that. Yeah. So uh, basically, I think uh, for myself, I don't have like the attraction uh, and I don't have um, like the need to uh, like sleep with anyone or anything like that that's kind of and also like uh gender doesn't matter for that but um i think uh basically i if i am to uh sleep with someone then it's more for just knowing who that person is and seeing another side of them because i am very like interested in people and um how they are and how they react to different things and that's kind of where my interest in sex comes in. But as far as, um, like, relationship goes and, like, actually, like, wanting to have sex for, like, a pleasure reason, I don't really have. I'm more, I'm more so, um, if I am to do it, I like pleasuring the person more than I need to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. That's a really cool perspective, how you're kind of saying it's just a way for you to kind of see another part of a person, like knowing more about a person. I can I can totally get that. Because, like, I think, you know, I, I'm not an asexual person or I'm not on the A spectrum, but uh, that's one of the reasons I have sex, for sure, is to, like, see somebody in this new light or see them kind of being vulnerable or like physically vulnerable or emotionally vulnerable as well it's like very yeah very interesting and very engaging and yeah and then the other thing you said about pleasing the other person again another huge reason i have sex too so yeah i totally get both of those things i i feel understood oh yeah i feel seen (laughs) i'm glad that's what i'm here for cody you're the idea man and i just want to make you feel seen um (laughs) that's our dynamic So you have been in like romantic relationships, though, you mentioned in the past. Is that still something that you kind of like? You mentioned you're single now. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you you think about ever or would like to have happen for yourself? Um, you know, when I look at romantic relationships, um, I do I, like sometimes it makes sense to me. But Basically, the way that I look at everything is that I would basically be having that romantic relationship as a friend um, because I look at like friends and relationships the same way. That's how in my brain they feel to me. It feels the exact same. Um, So I think that when I look at it, a lot of the time I look at it as like, uh, is it logical? Like in such and I use... Uh, logic for it like we would move in together we would spend a lot of time together that's nice you always have someone there like a roommate uh but you uh you save money you know you um are sharing all this expenses and that's kind of how i look at it which isn't 
necessarily like fair to the other person. And I like realized that through past relationships. And I think that um, something that I would fix um, if going into another long-term relationship was being very open with that. Uh, But it's, uh, yeah, I I was going somewhere, but I don't remember where. But... (laughs) Oh, do you have the desire to get in something like that again, like a romantic relationship? I I don't know. I've I had a couple bad experiences. Um yeah. so as far as like a romantic relationship coming up against you being ace? Uh yeah. Basically like my past relationships, the last couple that I've had, uh moved really fast and if they move fast, I'm going to move fast because I don't see any uh, kind of reason not to. If we're, I mean, like I moved in with someone after dating for a month because I didn't see anything wrong with that. Like I didn't, it didn't have any kind of like emotional bearing on me to do so. It just felt logical. Uh, Mm -hmm. So made sense. You're seeing each other a lot. So convenience wise, it makes sense if you live together, then you won't have to travel to see each other. Exactly. So but to another person who's not ace, I think that my understanding is that there is like a big emotional connection to that. And it is uh, getting like deeper along for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I think for uh, getting into a relationship again, it would have to be, uh, I mean, it would almost have to be like the right person in a way too, in that same way, because in my past ones, it took a lot away from me because there is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of like compromise and everything where, um, I, I don't know, with taking away from uh, my, like what I want and my passions and everything, and I'm very career driven, So Mm -hmm. I found myself very, like, focused because I want to be focused on the person and I want to help. But if I wasn't able to focus on myself. Right. So I logically for me now, I'm like that that didn't work for me. I didn't enjoy that. And I think um, one of the best things about a relationship is able to people being able to do what they need to do and be able to focus on themselves and have their own uh, work. Mm -hmm. And I've just never had that in one of my relationships. So I think that kind of has thrown me off of wanting another. Yeah, exactly. Have, Have you ever had to have this conversation with someone like maybe someone who was interested in you and were wanted to go on a date with you or something and you had to kind of have the ace conversation like let them know what it's like to be you and what you how you see things you know and um how just to let them know like what this might look like if we did you know date yeah have you ever had to have that conversation uh no because and only for the reason that since my last long-term relationship i've never gone on more than one date with someone yeah. So I've only had max one date uh, in which I didn't bring it up for there. But at the same time, I mean, because it takes a lot for me to actually be like interested and see 
like a point to something that if I sit down and think about it when I'm doing like a dating app or whatnot, then yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, why am I doing, why am I wasting so much time on this thing right now? What is, is this something that I I'm want? not getting anything back from? Yeah. So I, th- yeah, I think, uh, I, th- I think that, uh, I haven't had to have that conversation yet, even though maybe it would something I, I don't know if that's a first date thing yeah probably not it's probably more of like yeah like a second or third date thing even or yeah i mean i mean that's when like for me yeah when i'm dating uh the first date is literally just getting to just meeting the person really for me and seeing if i like their energy and if i um you know kind of dig them when i see them in person like I'm not, we're not going to be doing any like talk much deeper than me meeting them and us just like chatting, you know? Yeah. And then maybe the second time I see them, I'll be like, uh, okay. Yeah. Just so you know, because like for me, a second date is the time where we might like have some sexual contact possibly. So before the second date, I'll probably lay out some things, um, just to let them know. And I'll probably do it via text because it's easier. (laughs) 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 And then, you know, it's like, we haven't wasted too much of each other's time. We just got a coffee together once previously. Right. And then, you know, if they're not into me because I'm a sex worker or whatever else, they, they know I'm Polly already. Like they know I have a husband already. Yeah. That, that's something that for sure is just on the profile. Yeah. you know some other things that they may like you know i'm i'm a very public person sexually so if you're very private we may not totally jive you know so right. that stuff i might let them know before we go on a second date but if you know if it, yeah like you're saying if it's just one date and then we don't see each other again then i'm not going to really talk about any of that yeah yeah i mean you only have so much time on a date yeah, yeah and you don't want to you don't want it to seem like a fucking podcast interview. <laughs> <laughs> just interview them. You know, just like asking them all these like really, really um, black or white questions <laughs> on, on every topic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, politics, religion, like... <laughs> Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. 
Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at comeasyouare.com. So when you're saying um, online dating, where do you, what app do you usually use or how do you usually do that when you are into kind of like going on some dates? Yeah, the only one I have still on my phone is Hinge. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't done anything on there. I I did uh, like Tinder before, yeah. um, and I had uh, a couple like just first dates, and then I had uh, a couple first dates followed by ghosting. I've been ghosted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as far as I know, the things you enjoy, that's something you might like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> Please ghost me. <laughs> I'm just uh, but yeah, that yeah, that's the thing that happens for sure. The, one date, one date, and a ghost. Yeah, the yep. ghosting's a weird thing for me though, too, because I don't have the emotional attachment for them. But I'm just kind of like, why'd you set this up and then not be there? Like, yeah, like rude. Because I'm, I'm not the one doing like usually i'm not the one doing the work and maybe that's the problem but if <laughs> i think we're making some yeah. progress here cody yeah we're getting down to it but yeah. if they're setting it up i mean <laughs> like i i matched with someone uh i i did like a a boudoir shoot like a while back i love that you did this yeah. okay i'm gonna we're gonna cycle back we're gonna circle back and ask you about this okay <laughs> So so go on. Okay. Uh, so I did this boudoir shoot and uh yeah, it was a good it was a good experience, you know. You had uh, a lot of like confidence from it and everything. And mm-hmm. uh but I remember cuz they give you like the the cloth to put over your uh junk and uh, yes. they're like uh, a a satiny scarf or something. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like don't worry, like we'll just keep it on there or whatever. And then I remember for like the one shot, they're like I just need to fix this and then they just like threw it off. <laughs> and i was like okay yeah that's just off all right at least they eased me into it (laughs) at least they eased me into it um hey look over there snatch (laughs) but i ended up matching with the person on tinder what the photographer yeah oh my god and then they ghosted me (laughs) so okay this person shot you in the nude yeah they knew it. Matched they you, immediately knew what I was about. <laughs> and then what? Did you go on a date or no? Not even. No, they they like like you went there and they didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, they messaged. They uh, set up the location and everything, <gasps> and then uh, they were gone. <laughs> what the fuck? So I go on like day of, and they're unmatched from me, and I'm like, because I wanted to be like, oh, just making sure we're on for tonight. Yeah. And then they were gone. <sighs> Their profiles deleted. Yeah. <laughs> they just off the face of the earth. And then and then it got and then it got weird because then I was talking to uh my friend uh Steffi, who's done the podcast as well. Yeah. And Steffi said, You gotta find her on Facebook and message her and ask her. Yes. D Dominican Tony, yes. is that who we're talking about? Yeah. Nice. So I was like are you sure to find her are you sure (laughs) what does that mean and she's like yeah you gotta ask her if it's still on oh my god yeah and i was like if you think i should i guess that's terrible advice (laughs) 
So I find her on Facebook. Oh my God, no, Cody! I I was given this advice, <laughs> and I message and I say, I just said, uh, "Hey, um, are we matched on Tinder? Um, are we unmatched? I don't know if uh, something went wrong or or whatnot, but I just want to know if we're still on. If not, that's totally cool. Um, yeah. I I just want to know either way." Yeah. And uh, she messaged back and said, this is the creepiest thing I've ever experienced it, ever experienced. Oh, no. Do not do this to another woman. Never uh, do this again. Any woman would tell you that. I'm like, a woman gave me the advice. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is, I'm literally here because of Steffi Tino Minicantoni. Here's the come from away tickets to prove it. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, because yeah, that's I've had that happen to me too, and I was like, "That's not cool." Yeah. So I messaged, and I was like, "I messaged back." But, but however, it's usually some. It's usually where we've, um, like, we haven't matched, so they can't speak to me on the app. So then they like look up my Instagram and then DM me there, and they're oh. like, "Hey, I saw you on Bumble," and I'm like, "Yeah, but we didn't match. What the fuck are you DMing me for?" Yeah, like, it was a no match. Like I didn't. I didn't swipe on you, but I can see, yeah, okay, I can see from your perspective, you're like, no, we ha- have a date tonight. Like, I just wanted to make sure that it's on or off, so, yeah, so sorry, anyway, I cut you off, but. Yeah, I, and I understood her perspective, too, because, I mean, like, it's a weird world out there, right? Yeah, so you don't yeah. know who the people are, they don't, she doesn't know me, yeah. um, other than shooting me. <laughs> In the nude, yeah. Um so I messaged back and I said, uh, I, I'm really sorry if I weirded you out or uh whatnot. Um I and or and I just apologized for it and yeah. um just said I hope I hope you have a great life. See ya. Yeah. I, but that- I I was like I was rattled. I was rattled yeah. to the core. I don't understand how this works. How dating works. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm being given this advice. I asked my friend what to do. <laughs> this is what she said. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, not, I, lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, people, specifically cis men listening, don't do that. Don't get in their DMs on another platform. Yeah, it's um, it's over. Just accept. I don't know. Maybe Tinder uh, glitched out. Maybe <laughs> not in yeah. this case. But also, I mean, if you're not interested, the person, if especially if you've already scheduled a date with them, don't just ghost out of that or like you yeah, know. Just tell me. I don't unmatch care. the person. Just be like, hey, I'm re I'm reconsidering or lie. Who cares? Be like, sorry, I have plans tonight. And then when they try to rebook, just be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not that interested. Like, it's, it's really not that hard. I find it's not hard with people I haven't met. Oh. It's really not hard. It's just a little text. I mean... To be like, hey, actually, I'm dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Because you, I, to me, because I, how I'm taking it as the person getting this is that yeah. they think that they're going to emotionally affect me so much... That it would be yeah. better for me to just go to the place and not have anyone show up and just sit there alone. Yeah, but from your perspective, you're like, I'm not emotionally invested in this whatsoever. And you're wasting my time yeah. by having me go to a place and wait for you and have you not show up. Like, for you, 
the way you're not like emotionally invested, you're like, fucking just text me, man. Like, also, don't be. If it's someone you met in person, too. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I have met you, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, oh my God. So, okay. So, I want to circle back to you doing this shoot. Yeah. So, I also know the company mm-hmm. that you did that shoot with. Yeah. I did a shoot with them as well. You know, my pics were fine. Um, but I'm wondering how, uh, how and why you decided to do that for yourself. Um, so it came for me. I went to, uh, ironically, went to uh, the CNE with Steffi uh-huh. and spun a wheel uh-huh. and got the gift card for it. <laughs> cool. So it was like, yeah, free shoot and you get a shot for free. Yeah. Um, which I did it. And I was like, you know what? This will be a cool experience. I probably won't buy more shots. Yeah. Like, where am I going to deal with them? Yeah. Put them around my apartment and have my three roommates just look at this all the time? <laughs> that is a funny idea. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty good. And I consider For it to just suddenly appear, like, on your living room wall, like one of your common places in the kitchen or yeah. the bathroom, <laughs> like, right in front of the toilet or something. <laughs> yeah. I did say that uh, to the photographer, too, when I was, uh, like, cashing out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but... Also, I I think here's my theory that this whole thing was a revenge. Okay. Because I they she really wanted me to uh pay more and do like get more shots. Right, right, right. So I think this whole ghosting was a revenge for me not for, buying. for you taking the promo and running, cutting and running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I don't I don't I won the promo. Yeah. I won! Like, yeah, as far as I know, I'm not going to say the name of the business because I don't necessarily endorse this business, but the idea with it, like, they were giving away basically a a shit ton of free shoots. Like, that was how they advertised. That they're like, you can shoot with us for free. But then they didn't give you any of the... I think they... Same thing. I think maybe they gave you one digital print. That they would email you later. Yeah. But so their whole advertising strategy was that they would do a hard, hard sell when they had you in person to buy another shot. And the shots were like crazy expensive. Like you could and the packages, you know, were like you could get six digital whatever's or you can get one print and you know like a you know like when you used to do your school photo and they'd have packages of you can get three wallet size and two five by sixes and you know 11 by blah blah blah. like so they had a bunch of packages but they're all insanely expensive like boudoir is expensive it's really expensive to pay for like grands like grands (laughs) grands Multiple thousands of dollars. So when they have you in person, um, they're just doing a super hard sell. Yeah, I mean, like, wrong wrong person. I'm coming in here as a stand-up and starving artist. Yeah, exactly. And they're trying to, uh, like, get $300 out of you. Yeah, so I have no idea if this company is still afloat or not. But to me, I was like, all this is doing is bringing people who want free shit into your studio to get the free shit like and I guess maybe they gave out so many of the free shoots that the percentage you know like the frequency of how many shoots they had 
Um, even though it was only like one out of 20 people that bought one more, they're so expensive and they were pumping people in and out. Like that was a well-oiled machine, the shoot, right? Yeah. Am I right? Like it, it oh, took yeah. like a minute, <laughs> right? <laughs> to do like five poses or whatever they had you do. Yeah. Um, and then they fucking got you out of there, you know? Um, so I know I like I mean I have the choice of uh, finishing my rent or getting an awkward shot of <laughs> my butt. <laughs> so what did you what did you think when you saw the shots? Like were you like oh I'm, I look sexy or I like what or did you feel more confident? Like how did it make you feel? Well, I I definitely felt like I had a, a pep in my step, you know. And then <laughs> matching with the person on Tinder after, I was like, okay, nice. I did look, I did look good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she ghosted you. Yeah. And then she ghosted me. I'm like, oh, got me again. <laughs> yeah, twice. <laughs> uh, so like, I looked at the shots, but but mainly for me, I mean, I like the one that I got. Yeah. Uh, but it was a big um. It was a big thing for me of looking at them and deciding which one I would actually want. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go like... Rather than like which one or like, oh, I can't decide. Yeah. You were like, um, I can't decide on any one that I want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was kind of the same with me because um, not that I'm unhappy with my physical appearance or anything, but I'm very picky mm -hmm. specifically about like photos and they do it so fast and, you know, you don't, you don't get to see them to like alter something. They just tell you to do the thing. You do it, bam, bam, boom, and you're out of there and then you have to yeah. choose a photo. So I was like, oh, I'd like this one if it was like this, or I'd like this one if it was like this. Cause I think I like kind of direct my own photo shoots pretty often. So yeah. I was like, meh, okay, well. I'll take, yeah, like one or whatever it was. <laughs> I I think that's like they're putting you in these poses, which a lot of them are very like unnatural poses. Yes. And I just look uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like in, in your head when you're doing them, you're like, this can't look right. And then you see it and you're like, yeah, it doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, very weird experience. They also like gave you champagne and a rose. Am I right? Yeah, they did. That's weird. They uh, they wined and dined me. That's got to be expensive too. <laughs> I know, and it's a it was a gorgeous studio too. I was like, what the hell is this? This has to be a front or something. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, you get wine, you get everything. Yeah, it's weird. Very weird. <laughs> oh, they got to loosen you up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you got a little bit of liquid courage and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, I did. You, you think of all the possibilities of how it could be really funny. Yes. <laughs> like if if uh, we had like a spooked uh, photo shoot in there oh as like the god. the couples one or something, like that would be funny. Oh my god! <laughs> I hope they're still in business, just so you can do that. <laughs> I need to win another gift card. <laughs> yeah, you got to go back to the CNE or wherever you and Steffi went. <laughs> yeah. Spin that wheel, hope for the best. Oh, my God. Um, speaking of Steffi, as you know, because you also volunteered, I'm doing the thing where I have uh, comedians review sex toys, right? So you were, you were like, I'll use right, whatever yeah. you'll give me, <laughs> which I, I, I was like, noted. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that story of you using a flat a fleshlight for the first time, and I was like, oh, yeah, this would be good. You're right. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I still have uh, the DVD or CD stuck in my computer that we're using right now. I got a free CD from adamandeve.com with my fleshlight and cock ring or whatever. And the CD that's all like just sex noises is stuck in my player. I just wanted to know what it sounded like because I thought it was funny. And now I have it in there for life. That was like three years ago. Yeah, it was. I remember telling you that around when we first met and it's still in there. is that yes Steffi also volunteered to do that which is great I was like I love her she's so great oh she's the best that's why I trusted her advice (laughs) I'll have to DM her about that yep (laughs) about that choice but um I wanted to ask you what types of things you would be interested to review like when you think of like sex toys you would like to try like is there anything that kind of jumps to mind for you no I'm gonna be so confused (laughs) What do you want? What? About what? I just, I, I don't know. I'm just going to look at it and oh, try to that. figure it out. I love that. Um, and that's, that's, is, that's the that's thrill the journey. of it. Yes. And just the idea of you being like, well, how did I, like, I think I used oh it like God, this. I love that. Is that. You know right? what? When I did the one with Uber and Clonk with like Meredith Mullen and Carly Thorne, I yeah. told, like I was talking to Meredith because I think we did an episode of the podcast when I gave them to her. Like I gave her two sets, one for mm-hmm. her and one for Carly. And I told Meredith like basically the rundown of how to do it. And then... Carly was she messaged me and she was like oh I got them thanks so much um I was like okay do you want me to like tell you the different ways you can use them because they were kegel balls is the thing so not everybody knows what to do with those things so I was like do you want me to tell you da 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 and she was like nope she's like I'm like okay have you used like a product like this before she's like nope I'm like, oh, no, you're right. That's funny. Okay, good. <laughs> I like that Meredith knows what to do, and you have just no idea. That will just be a very funny like yeah. juxtaposition between the two of you. So so I second that. <laughs> Are sex toys something you kind of use, or do you have any other than your sex sound CD and your fleshlight? Uh, yeah, it came with a free cock ring, too. So I got that, uh, I got that bad boy as well. Uh <laughs> But yeah, that's my that's my collection. I display it proudly on a shelf. Uh, just my laptop now at this point because you can't see the CD. You're displaying it proudly inside your laptop, just eternally. Yeah, I think I think my uh, flashlight like fell behind my dresser at one point, and I just that's never fair. bothered getting it. It's just I'm collecting oh, dust God. under my dresser. In a place where I just can't get to it. Oh my god, that's very funny. Um, yeah, I'm like, it's interesting with this review show because, like, I'm at the point where I'm accumulating like a lot of shit now. And um, what I like yeah. about it is that, like, previous to this, I was like, I like this one vibrator. I was like very loyal to one brand and like one style of toy and then this is kind of like forcing me outside of my box 
like, and I'm gotta, I have to try new things for this show. And, but I'm finding that I'm liking some of the things and like some of the things are like staying in my actual rotation that I never thought they would. So it's like, it's actually been pretty cool for me. I'm like, now I masturbate like a totally different way than I did like a year ago and, and had like a year ago previous. So so I'm just saying those are the those are the possibilities yeah, I, for you, Cody, if you sign on to this. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe I'll have a new uh, a new favorite. Dusty Move over, light. Dusty uh, <laughs> Fleshlight. There's a new toy in town. I love it. Okay, so we should be actually wrapping up, Cody. So why don't you tell the people where they can find your pod and like you know all your other social media stuff if you would like people to check that out. Yeah, you can go to uh, thesonarnetwork.com. Uh, you can see uh, Spooked on there or just on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you find your uh, podcast. And uh, yeah, check out Spooked. And then uh, follow me at Cochrane on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you do a deep dive, you can find my uh, boudoir shot. I'm going there. to. That's that's <laughs> right after this. I'm getting on Instagram. I will use data for you, Cody, on my phone. Oh, perfect. Thank you. That's all I ask. I, and I'm hoping that there's overages. Yeah, I'll charge you. I'll put it on your tab. Oh, thank you. Um, oh, boy. So what do I have to say? Obviously, we're not doing the stage show right now, um, but you can uh, go to Instagram at the Bedpost Podcast to, you know, kind of take a look when, when and if and where who fucking knows when we will start it back up again but if you go there you'll uh, get all the updates likewise you can go um on pim.lady on instagram for my uh pro doming stuff or you can find me on twitter i'm super active on twitter at the lady pim one if you want to get in touch with me for anything about bedpost you can email me at the bedpost sex show at gmail.com we also have a patreon it is uh, patreon.com slash the bedpost show uh, our YouTube, which we mentioned, which Cody is on, I go check him out on it. Uh, we are the Bedpost Sex Show on YouTube, and uh, also check out the latest series that we we're speaking about as well, where I get comedians to review sex toys. It's called Bedpost Product Reviews. Other than that, um, a huge thank you to the lovely lady who does all my original music for the podcast, Stephanie Copeland. She actually just won a podcasting award for the original music on this podcast Ooh. at the Canadian Podcasting Awards. So you can see the rest of her stuff at stephcopelandmusic.com. And then, of course, one last huge thank you to Cody Crane. Thank you, Cody. You've been so fun today. Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you soon. Anytime I get a toy that I think would be good for you, I'll, uh, I'll send you a picture of it and see what you think. Okay, buddy? All right. I'm excited. <laughs> and thank you, everybody, who's been listening. We'll see you next time with another really fun person talking about sex and sexuality here on the Bedpost Podcast. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.